0: Hey, hey, wellness and Wanderlust fam. Thank you so much for joining me for another really exciting week on the podcast. No matter how you found the show, I am so grateful to have you here. This week is all about biohacking and how we can optimize our health through biosensors. And if you don't know what a biosensor is, you're about to find out. Today, I'm going to be interviewing Mirai Typhoon, the co-founder and CEO of Vivu, which is an at-home wellness tracker that gives you personalized recommendations to improve your health. For those of you who have been following along on my Instagram for a while, you might remember me posting about my experience with Vivu not too long ago. At-home wellness testing has become such a huge wellness trend over the past few years, especially since the onset of the pandemic, and I really do think that biosensors like Vivu are the way of the future. Mirai and I talk about the power of self-tracking and how we can use it to better understand our bodies. She also shares lessons learned along her entrepreneurial journey, and we talk about the future of biohacking. If this conversation resonates with you, I do have a discount code for 30% off your first order of Evu, which I will share at the end of this episode, but I will let her fill you in more. Let's jump into this week's conversation. Mirai, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Valerie. Of course. Why don't you tell our listeners a little about yourself?
1: Sure. So I'm Mirai, uh, the co-founder and the CEO of Vivo. Uh, Vivo is a wellness tracker that works with at-home urine tests. So my expertise is on biosensors. Originally, I'm a bioengineer, but I can say nowadays I'm more like a businesswoman. <laughs> yeah,
0: That's awesome. Now talk to me about what is a biosensor? So
1: biosensors are a uh, It's actually in the name, you know, uh, sensing biomolecules. (laughs) Uh, The simplest example is a glucose tracker. Uh, You know, it measures the amount of glucose in a sample, like blood. Uh, Yeah, biosensors are meant to measure biofluids, uh, uh, biomaterials, content uh, to give us more information about our health or the nature around us.
0: I think that's so cool and I've been seeing, you know, in the last few months that this at-home testing and these biosensors are a huge wellness trend going on for 2021. What are some of the benefits of, you know, doing this at-home testing? So, I think the real benefit of self-tracking is to be able to see
1: different patterns like um like main purpose of self-tracking is identifying the patterns and their root causes. So, if there's a problem, So you can figure out and improve them for a better overall health and wellness. That's how it works for me. But so many people uh, find different purposes, of course, if they have a chronic disease, if they're in a weight loss journey, or if they're just even curious, self-tracking is helping them to understand their body better.
0: I love that. I think that, you know, having that intuition can be really important, but having some of the numbers behind it as well because sometimes our doctors really aren't checking us for these things. How did you get into biohacking and, and into this space? So I was a user myself. I'm still like uh,
1: using a lot of the products out there because uh, simplest example is I think my Aura ring right now, Apple Watch. I do Viome <laughs> regularly. Uh, I did 23 me. Most of the things in the market you can name, <laughs> I probably tried them. And that's one of the reasons uh, me and my co-founders actually got into this space, because all these products and services I mentioned earlier are pretty expensive. And once you use them or try them, when you get your results, they kind of leave you desperate with your data. They don't give you the guidance and support. And we wanted to build a product that is fast, affordable, that can be used at home. We, We literally hate the sample sending process like you know you have to collect your blood sometimes your stool mm-hmm. you put it in an envelope <laughs> put it to like email that process was pretty like uh disturbing for us so we wanted to build something for at home and the most important part is it doesn't leave you along with your results but gives you guidance and explanation and how can you improve it
0: I love that. I've definitely, as someone with autoimmune disease and trying to find those root causes right now, I have done all of those at home tests. It's really scary, I think, doing all of that and can be really overwhelming. So I loved doing Vivo. It took me, you know, only what, like I think two minutes to wait for your results to come in. So I thought that was so convenient and such a great way to do it. Oh, thank you. That's so kind of you.
1: And we are launching actually a new version that you will be able to track more parameters like your mineral levels, vitamin levels, and you will be able to connect your variables. So I'm sure you're going to love the experience even more if you like this uh, first version.
0: Absolutely. I I love that. I'm always, you know, I, I definitely take a lot of supplements and I'm always curious, you know, where my levels are at. What are the current parameters for those who aren't familiar? Uh, Currently, you can measure your hydration levels,
1: uh, your pH, acidity or alkalinity of your urine, your ketone levels. If you're into ketosis kind of diet, Uh, you can measure your uh, protein levels, which is a kidney parameter. Um, You can measure liver and UTIs.
0: I thought that was so interesting too. Just um, you know the different parameters in there. I had some kind of bad liver numbers for a while because um, kind of related to my autoimmune. And I had taken um, I had taken my first test on Vivu, and my liver health was good. And I thought, well, that's interesting. But I had been taking milk thistle for a while. And sure enough, when my doctor had ordered blood work as well, my numbers had actually equaled out. And so I thought that was really cool. I kind of had gotten a preview of that through the app. And I love the advice that you um, that you provide on there. What kind of advice can people take from you know getting these numbers? Uh, so the advice is coming from multiple, um, I'll say,
1: data points. Your urine tests, of course, is the number one driver. But then your age, your weight, your height, your gender, they all affect the advice that is coming. Plus your chronic disease background. So let's say you're diabetic, then you won't get the same fruit advice with a um, um, non-diabetic person. Uh, You will be getting whole different advice. Also your diet preferences change the whole advice structure so uh, we are pretty like uh, i'll say <laughs> diet equal people like we are trying to treat all people's um, choices equally uh, so if you're doing a keto diet then all your advice will be tailored for that if you're vegan your whole advice will be tailored for that so all of these different parameters affect your affects your advice through the vivo system
0: that's what I loved with how personalized it was. I'm someone who right now I'm gluten-free and I was able to put in some of the health issues I have. And so the advice being, you know, kind of tailored to my particular situation. Cause I think so many times you might get blood work back or you might get diagnostic tests back and you get very one size fits all approach to, you know, what's going to be healthy for you. But It doesn't take into account maybe you have celiac or you might be plant-based or maybe you are trying to get into ketosis. I was curious too, you have an overall wellness number. How is that computed? Uh, Overall
1: wellness score is uh, computed by uh, all your urine scores uh, again, <laughs> plus your BMI. Like if if you are like uh, if you're in normal weight, overweight, underweight, etc. Are uh, you smoking and alcohol? Like bad habits. <laughs> and uh, advice accomplishment also affects minorly the wellness points.
0: That makes sense. I I was definitely curious about that. I was excited to see that my wellness score was higher than I expected it to be. I was also curious too. um, You know, you you measure ketones in there, and I would imagine some of our listeners here are looking to get into ketosis. We have a lot of different people that you know are following different styles of what foods that they're eating or not eating. But I I was looking at the ketone parameter, and I you know I get a little confused on that. If you're trying to get into ketosis, do you want to have the ketones detected, or how does that work? If you picked. If you picked while you're registering
1: ketos like high protein, low carb diets, uh, then your ketone parameter will be changed. Then it will be optimal when you have perfect amount of ketones in your urine. But also, like, if you have super high ketones, it will be like, hey, I know you're doing, like, we will, we will tell you, I know you're doing ketosis diet, but your ketones are pretty high, you should lower it a little bit. That's, like, the scenario that's going, going on for them. And if there are no ketones, then it will say weak, because you're trying to uh, have ketones present in your urine. But for Other like other people who doesn't follow these kind of diets, they follow, let's say, a regular diet, then there shouldn't be ketones present in your urine. It's it's probably because you skip meals and uh, you had an unbalanced meal. That's why you had ketones in your urine. So uh, that's how it differentiates for different audiences. Even parameter score change based on the diet, actually.
0: That is so interesting because I was finding I, um, you know, I'm definitely not in ketosis at this point. I I am not plant based, but I I do eat more fruits and vegetables and not quite as much meat. And then so seeing one of the weeks having a moderate level of ketones in there, I was curious how that came up and if that was favorable or not. And then this week having none was probably for the best since I'm not trying to get into ketosis. So I I really love how personalized this is oh thank you yeah like
1: ketones actually it's pretty hard to like you know uh, make them come up <laughs> i i tried uh, a high protein diet um, for periods uh, but also i sometimes see even though i have a, like a pretty normal mediterranean diet at this point uh, when I skip breakfast, sometimes I just don't feel like it. I just have coffee. And around two or three, I have a lunch. And before that, when I take my Vivu, I see ketones present because all over the night and during the morning, I start burning fat, uh, as you can imagine. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now, I'm curious, too, how often should people be, you know, whether it's Vivu or other types of biosensors, how often should, be, should people be tracking? hmm Um, Again, a great question.
1: We recommend once a week just to be able to get your results and follow the advice so you can see some improvement. for, again, a regular audience. But for people who are doing specific diets, who are kind of like me, like biohackers, and if they want to see the effects of certain foods to their everyday lifestyle or or their health, uh, I I even do sometimes three times a day just to see like, obsessively how that coffee affects my pH and hydration level. (laughs) (laughs) something specific versus green tea like uh, if you're obsessed like me but once a week is pretty enough like uh, being obsessed obsessive about self-tracking is also not healthy as you can imagine so uh, and some of our users do once a day some of them once a week some of them do does it once a month and that's uh, how they feel better so yeah we respect that
0: that's awesome. Now I'm curious too. White blood cell count is one of the parameters on there, and I've had that high a couple of times now. It hasn't really gone down. Is that ever related to autoimmune disease? If someone has maybe an autoimmune disorder, no. So white blood cells in urine
1: can have uh, like a multiple reasons, but mostly it can be related to UTI, urinary tract infections stress, uh, there are articles that says that stress also affects that. Sexual intercourse also affects like uh, white blood cells come out of your uh, urine. It's not like blood. In your blood, there are always white blood cells. In your urine, there shouldn't be um, because your kidney filters uh, your blood and it doesn't normally let uh, white blood cells to go through your bladder to your urine. But if there is something going on in your urinary tract, your bladder, then we can see, uh, we, we see uh, white blood cells. But again, it doesn't mean 100% urinary tract infections, because sometimes, even though the user doesn't have a urinary tract infection, there can be white blood cells present in the urine.
0: That was what I was so curious about because I had, you know, tested negative for that, but still had the white blood cell count. Um, I'm actually really excited by the advice I got this week for echinacea tea. I love echinacea and I gave me a little bit of an excuse to have it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really love the advice that you have in there. Now, how do you measure the accuracy of these tests, you know, with people taking them at home? Again, a great question. So
1: our algorithm is based on machine learning and image processing. So it always technically improves itself. But we right now at this point have a 90% plus accuracy compared to hospital urine tests. These tests are also performed in hospitals. Similar structure, actually, color changing, not read by mobile phones, of course, in the hospital, Mm -hmm. by optical reader. And we constantly compare our results with uh, credible hospitals to measure our accuracy whenever we make a new release
0: uh, on the system. That is so cool. And I had no idea that it was tied to what the hospital systems are doing. Talk to me about the type of lifestyle and nutrition advice that you provide just based on the test results. I know it can be very personalized you know, to the individual, but I'm curious what kind of patterns come up. It can be simple as like, let's say you have an
1: acidic pH to balance it out with Different variety of vegetables based on your personalized, I'll say, like features. Or it can be uh, if there's a small infection again, like white blood cells, UTIs, etc. It can be something to boost your immune system, like antioxidant-rich berries or prebiotic food like uh, Greek yogurts. So, like it can be all over. Like it can be a lot of things. Or if you're doing this specific diet, it can be a recipe to help you. Uh, have a better diet, or if you have a chronic disease, it can be something to help you monitor it or like um, uh, an ingredient that is effective for it. Uh, The main common thing is all the advice are coming from scientific articles that shows that that specific molecule or ingredient works for that specific occasion. So if the system says Echinacea tea for you, like a, a good example, it's probably because a molecule in echinacea tea is proven to improve immune system. That is why it it came to you. And it matched with your all of your parameters, of course.
0: That's awesome. And I, I love Echinacea tea, so I'm excited that I'll get to um, you know, have an excuse to make that as well. Now I would love to know too, you are a bioengineer, you have this amazing background. What was that transition like going from bioengineer to entrepreneur? At first, you know, uh, I
1: was I was pretty involved with the product as you can imagine but in time you have to do what is necessary to do in the company so if it was fundraising i have to do fundraising as a ceo if it's marketing i have to support the marketing team uh, if we have a weakness in the let's say it i have to support them with more hirings or bringing advisors so you have to be you know i i, I see ceos as like jokers like to um, help everybody to do their business uh, to their job better so yeah it, it's it's sometimes uh, i'll be honest i miss Laboratories doing doing R&D, but business side of the things is super exciting too. Especially growing a startup baby is is one of the most I'll say satisfying and self-fulfilling experience.
0: That is so cool. Now, when did you start VIBU? Uh, we started VIBU in
1: 2018. Uh, we started with a small pre-seed uh, from 500 startups. Then uh, we launched in late 2019. And yeah, in the last year, we've been growing in the market and finding great users
0: like you to help them. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And I've really enjoyed getting to use it. What have you learned in, you know, in that time and in that transition? Oh, I think to be patient. (laughs) I I was like one of the most impatient
1: person in the the world. And another (laughs) thing that I learned is I think like I was really bad with dealing with uncertainty. You know? everybody's, I think, have that bug in, in them. Like uncertainty really kills inside if you don't know how to regulate that. Uh, I don't know if you, if you know what I mean, but like, but in time I, I learned to be peace with it, and you, you, you somehow have to learn to be in peace with universe and trust it. <laughs> so yeah, I think the patience and be okay with uncertainty is the two things that I learned. As an entrepreneur.
0: Uh, That is definitely, I know I definitely deal with that as a challenge as well. It can be so hard. I think especially right now in a pandemic where we truly don't know what's next, you know, with COVID-19 and the variants that hopefully, you know, won't spread the same way and hopefully we'll have better treatments and all of that. But it's definitely a time of uncertainty that can be really scary for so many people. So I'm sure learning to deal with that in your business has helped you in life as well.
1: Yeah, so true, so true. Now, what do you
0: see for the future of Vivu?
1: Oh, I, I'm so excited! Like now, a new product is coming, uh, which will be covering more areas in health and wellness. Uh, we're tapping a little bit more in variable space as well, getting more data for Vivu, so the advice given will be much more personalized. Uh, that's what I always needed in my life so uh, being able to put that into a product so you can see the current version like an MVP it was just a prototype <laughs> and the new version is like the real deal so uh, I'm really excited about the new product that is coming. Also I see Vivo becoming as common as a toothbrush in our bathrooms because uh, I think that's uh, it's fast, like it's you know faster than brushing your three teeth. You learn a lot of more, uh, so I think it will be common as uh, toothbrushes,
0: and uh, we're doing everything we can uh, to get there. That's amazing, and I would say biohacking in general. It is such a you know it's a term I hear quite a bit in the wellness space, and something that I think we all want to do more of. What do you see for the future of biohacking? I I strongly believe
1: devices that we can integrate into our bodies will start to shine in the next 10 years. But for the short term, when I'm saying short, like three to five years, we have a lot of sensors around us already, Uh, from our scales to our mirrors. All of these devices now started to collect data and combining that information to give Personalized guidance, personalized meal plan, personalized exercise plan will be the short term uh, game and we will, will become a big player in that space. And for long term, we are doing our R&D to make accurate small sensors to measure metrics directly from your body.
0: That is so cool. Now, one thing that, that I am curious about as well is with all this data, um, what is the privacy for something like that?
1: great <laughs> you you ask the best <laughs> questions
0: because uh, oh, so many you.
1: so many customers of us ask the same question as well uh vivo before- doesn't make money from selling data i have to say this multiple times because like <laughs> people think that we collect people's data and sell it no our our revenue model is based on subscription and stick sales the data we collect is, is totally anonymous and like you cannot even find in the system like mirai and her data is this no it's totally uh, from uh, beginning to end, it's encrypted and it has to be that way because it's sensitive data, right? Uh, So there are also regulations. Uh, It's not that it's not ethical, but it's also not allowed to sell these kind of data in the market. So that's not something we're going after. What we're trying to do with the data to improve our personalized advice generating engine and trying to figure out which advice is working better for specific occasions so we can actually provide our customers better advice and better guidance yeah <laughs> we, we don't sell data <laughs> i don't know how, how can I, I, I will say probably a million times more in in viewers life cuz that's that's a good point you pointed uh, people actually scares from this and they're right i don't even put my real name into 23 and me when i'm taking a test everybody scares so as Vivo like players in the market, we should actually show this to customers and users to, for for them to be aware and protect their privacy as
0: well. Absolutely, and I think I think that's so important. And I think that's great that you guys do keep everything private. I know that um, you know people are obviously concerned about privacy but at the same time we put so much information into our phones that we don't even think twice about so I always tell people if they think um, you know anyone's trying to put a tracker in them that you know you have a tracker in your pocket already (laughs) yeah
1: yeah believe me like step data is much more like insignificant for advertisement givers compared to your credit card spending details
0: yeah oh yeah (laughs) Now, I'm curious, you are a user of biohacking and biosensor products and vivo as well, obviously, and I'm curious how those have improved your health overall it's It's a long story, you know like it's it's my relationship with sensors is is a love
1: and hate relationship. sometimes it really works, but sometimes it's even the data from my like for example the i think best example is my aura ring and my sleep I was struggling with sleep during this whole quarantine because we're not spending as much as calories as we used to and I, I was so disturbed at one point to, to see my, I wasn't recovered I wasn't recovered I wasn't recovered I was like okay Aura I know I'm not recovered like tell me what can I do you know <laughs> that's <laughs> the part I think like with these sensors sometimes they leave you desperate or mm-hmm. my 23andme day, like I I might be Alzheimer's one day and my like, grandfather become Alzheimer's and my grandmother become Alzheimer's and I have to live with this fact, you know, yeah. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it can be depressing. But also products like Vivu or products like Whoop, like that, that encourages you is contributing a lot. And there are a lot of studies, actually, Valerie, that uh, self-tracking improves mood, improves awareness, and improves uh, wellness. Uh, it's, it's made multiple times in different audiences, different countries. So for me, again, a light love and head-to-head relationship, but <laughs> by introducing Vivo-like products into my routine, I'm more optimistic now.
0: I love that. I, I think that they can be so helpful. I always have my Fitbit on. I can't say I'm getting as many steps these days as I used to, but I, I find it to be so helpful to know, that Hey, I, you know, when, when things do get really busy, I'm not getting enough movement. And here are some things I could be doing. I haven't gotten up in a couple of hours and things like that. I I loved with Vivu that the advice that I received and, you know, the results I got, While they were very helpful, they were also very positive and it wasn't like, you know, you're not doing this, you're not doing that, get up and move around. Uh, But like it was very helpful and very, very practical advice in there yeah positivity is really important from the product side let's not forget like the biggest
1: problem is not that people are not healthy or people are not caring for themselves most of the time they don't have the motivation to do that so motivating is also should be a responsibility of the product as well especially in this in these times that we become more lazy like you know we don't have to move much everything comes to our feet
0: so yeah i think it's a great point you products also should motivate us. I could not agree more. I hate feeling, you know, guilty from the product, but I love getting, you know, even I'm looking at my, um, at my Vivu now, and I have a going for greatness rather than this level is not amazing. And that does make me feel, you know, better about it. And it, I think it makes me more productive in the end because, You know, I'm more likely to go into it with a positive attitude and knowing that, hey, I can make a difference in my health rather than, oh my gosh, I really, I really need to work on this. And I really think it makes a huge difference. Yeah. Positive vibes, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Now, I would love to dive into a few of our rapid fire questions so our listeners can get to know you a little better. Of course. Yeah. I'm excited. Wonderful. Now, what is your top wellness tip? Um, I think that would be the Vivo's
1: motto: to listen to your body's voice. But I have to clarify, like, what is the meaning of listening to your voice? Like, wherever you are at this point of life, like, if you're, tr- you maybe you're trying to lose weight, maybe like you, they're dealing with a chronic problem, or they just want to feel better, feel energetic. I think the first step should, like, you know, lay down, look at your body, w- what does it want, how does it feel. When you're doing an exercise, how does your leg feel? You know, when you're eating something, how does your stomach feel? So try start by listening. And I believe like our bodies are saying a lot. So that's my first, I think, top wellness tip.
0: I think that's such a good point. And it was something I meant to ask you about as well. So I'm glad you talked about that is, you know, when we, you know, we have these sensors, but also how do we develop that intuition? And I think you're right, really just you know, taking the time to really think about how your body feels when you do certain things and listening to it goes such a long way. So true. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's why we
0: said like, it's your
1: body's voice. Like it helps you to listen to your body's voice. It's just a tool. Your body talks to you
0: anyways. Absolutely. Now, where is your favorite travel destination? Mm, travel <laughs> traveling <laughs> you excited
1: me again valerie Um, uh, i think it would be like right now like australia and japan i i, bo- I love Ooh. them both both different though but i, I want to just go cuddle a cola and go to japan and have nice uh, have a nice tea in a nice restaurant
0: but i think any kind of travel would be appreciated at this point oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh that sounds so nice right now i think i've driven between my house and my parents' house has been my travel for the last year. But Japan and Australia both sound just amazing right now. If you were an animal, what animal would you be and why? Mm, Look, since I was a kid, because I saw a baby all all, uh, when I Mm. was a kid.
1: And it was the sweetest thing. And then I was obsessed with them. That's why I'm going to say all, uh, because they look so wise. And chill in the same time, you know, like, they they look so cool,
0: but also so relaxed. (laughs) Plus, (laughs) they can fly. (laughs) I love that. I love owls. They're, they're, they really are so smart and so majestic, too. (laughs) Now, what is your number one favorite TV show to binge? Like anything that is dark, like <laughs> I,
1: I, that is like uh, dystopian. Like maybe Westworld can work.
0: Black Mirror, Handmaid's Tale. That's oh, I what love I love that. I
1: like watching these
0: things. <laughs> so. uh, yes, I'm so excited for Handmaid's Tale to hopefully. I think it's going to come <laughs> back this year. April. Yes. Oh my gosh, I, I cannot <laughs> wait. That it ended on too much of a cliffhanger for me. I've Been waiting too long. <laughs> And what is your favorite social distancing activity? Um, So I started yoga. I can say yoga. Um, There
1: there are a few activities, to be honest. Plus, I started playing tennis again. Like, maybe in the last 15 years, I never even touched a racket. That's also nice. Also, family dinners become really nice. Like, I never... Appreciate it because you always have better options, you know, rather than a family dinner <laughs> to go whatever. But now, family dinner is only act. It was the only activity at one point, and I really enjoyed that too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And one bonus question on here because I've been so curious: what inspired the name VIVO?
1: <laughs> so uh, VIVO comes from vivó. In vivó, you know, in vivó means like in a living being. Uh, in Latin, vivó is a living. Uh, organism mm-hmm. double o came don't laugh but like so me and my co-founder we were trying to find a name and it's been like two weeks and we had to do the trademarks and we were just discussing discussing then i went to pee <laughs> and in when I, while I was peeing i was thinking before Vivo, Vivo, and what if we put double O like Facebook and Google? <laughs> and I rushed back after, what, like I washed, washed my hands so fast. I was like, Vivo. She says, like, okay, what happened to it? Like double O's, like Google, Facebook, like Lucky Charm. She's like, that's so cool. And then we went for it. Yeah. <laughs> so it came actually in the bathroom.
0: <laughs> Some of the best ideas too. I was talking to another guest. I feel like you know the best ideas either come from there or in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's so crazy how that happened. <laughs> now tell our listeners where they can connect with you and where they can learn more about vivu as well i think the best place to connect with me is you can follow our instagram
1: vivu app if you say anything refers to me i will definitely reply also if you want to email me mirai at vivo.io is also also available. Uh, Plus maybe we can make a discount code for your audience, like maybe a 30% discount if they wanna try. So is that okay for you? Maybe, Valerie, we can create one.
0: Absolutely, that would be great. Thank you. Uh,
1: We can do it if you, uh, wellness30. If that's okay. Wellness thirty. If they Perfect. just type, type the coupon, if you just type this coupon in our website, you'll get a thirty percent off on any products. And it's actually pretty cheap, as you know. Like it starts from like seven ninety nine a month. So it will
0: be like five something a month. (laughs) That's amazing. Thank you so much. I know listeners will definitely appreciate that. I had posted um, the first time I used Beboot on my Instagram and I had so many people asking questions about it. So I know they're definitely going to appreciate that and they will definitely be heading over to your site. So thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today and for sharing your wisdom and everything having to do with biohacking and biosensors as well. Well, thank you, Valerie, for having me. It was so fun. Thank you. Once I learned about Vivoo, I was so curious about what I would find out from the test. Now I've used Vivoo a few times, and I really love how personalized the recommendations are. I've been gluten-free for a few months now, and I have other dietary sensitivities and preferences. I'm able to include all of those in my profile in the app so that I don't get any recommendations that I can't use. So I really, really love that personalized approach to the app. Now, as Mirai said, biosensors really can help us understand our bodies better and they truly can help us optimize our health. So I am so excited to try out Vivu with the new parameters that she mentioned that are coming soon. Now, if you're interested in trying it out for yourself, as we mentioned in the conversation, you can use my code wellness30 to get 30% off your first order of Vivu. I highly suggest trying it out and seeing what the recommendations are that you get. Now we'll be back next week with another episode of wellness and wanderlust and spoiler alert. We will dive into biohacking a bit more in that episode. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it. If you share it on Instagram, tag me at wellness and wanderlust blog, and feel free to rate and review the show on whatever app you're listening on. It helps other people to find it. And of course, if you have a topic that you'd like to see, or a guest that you'd like me to have on shoot me an email, Valerie at wellness and wanderlust.net And of course, don't forget to hit subscribe to keep up with new episodes. Thank you again for being a part of this journey, and I will see you next week.